Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined by Sarge. Yeah, like most weeks. I, I always forget about our content warning. Really listened to it this week. Brought it home for me. <laughs> and the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's me, Rock L. Oh, I thought you were doing a macho man. I thought I thought it was Rob Zombie. I went for Rob Zombie. That's what the yeah kind of like really made. I guess my, I guess Mike was closer closest without going over then because <laughs> Rob Zombie does do rock music. I don't know yeah. what Macho Man's affiliation with rock and roll was. He seems like the sort of guy who'd probably like it. Yeah, I w- I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. I don't know. Let's get out the Wawag board. We'll summon up the ghost of Macho Man. <laughs> we'll summon oh. up from beyond the graves with some tw- with some uh, some uh, I almost called it Twizzlers. That's not the right word. Slim Jims. <laughs> Yes. You know, yes, Slim Jims, Meat Slim. Twizzlers. <laughs> meat <Ooh>. Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah, you're, you were right to make that noise, Sarge. That is how you should feel whenever somebody mentions a Slim Jim. Those things are disgusting. Or... <laughs> uh, Twizzlers don't really have much flavor. I mean, Twizzlers are fine. They're just like incredibly low-grade red licorice and like, you know, of the licorices, red is the right one, so... If you're listening to this and you're a black licorice fan, like I don't get it, but I mean, <laughs> you're allowed. You you do you, but that shit is mad gross. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, I I remember when QAnon like a few months ago got really upset about Ouija boards, and I was and I just I could not roll my eyes any harder. They like you do know they just sell them in toy stores. They're literal nothing. And it's like nope, still think they're a gateway to a demonic portal. It's like really, you think demonic portals can be accessed by like a fifteen dollar like contraption you can buy at like Toys R Us or anywhere well, else? Well, yeah, I mean, of course they would think that. Of, of <laughs> course they would think that like this this like you know fifteen dollar toy that you could buy from Hasbro will allow you to contact the other realm. Because <laughs> right, that plays that plays right into their narrative that there's like some grand conspiracy yeah. that we're all involved in. And you know, obviously, if Target sells it, then oh boy, we're done. We're done with that. Oh, yeah. we, we we can't be having any of that. You know, I don't know if anyone. I don't know if anyone's been listening to music through Apple iTunes recently, but <laughs> you probably heard the summer's party anthem already. We'll get to that later. But <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that you would be here to give us a review of the scintillating rap there. So that yeah, great. I mean, we can get into it later. It's not going to be flattering. Like it's not oh. like the guys. It's not like man, you got to give it to him. He's talented. I mean, he's not, he's <laughs> fucking clown. Exactly. It, it, it turns out that the people that have the juice don't go MAGA, you know, because you could just make a lot more money not being MAGA. Yeah. Anyway, no, we have we have to we have to restrain ourselves because that's that's a that's a news item, but we haven't even gotten into our into our delightful amuse bouche. Yeah. Uh, I we should do that right now. Then it's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse bouche. Mike was expecting me to vamp for longer, so he was pretty cold on that button. <laughs> no. It was the opposite of hot on that boosh button. No vamping here. Boom. Well, I mean, look, I could have vamped for longer, but I have to imagine that this first boosh item is going to get Mike Rains all wound up. So I'm assuming yeah. that he's going to do plenty of fucking ranting or whatever. Mike because... had a Twitter fight. <laughs> yeah, because my, my, Mike Rains did his favorite thing, and he engaged with somebody on Twitter, and they engaged back. You know, what a time to be alive. So 
I'll, I'll let Mike Rage talk about his glorious drama for the week. I won't even I won't even do any lead into it. Mike, the the entire floor is yours. Lead in free. Talk about how great your drama was. <laughs> My drama was exquisite. It was truly the greatest of all dramas. Uh, what happened was I just posted a thread about how Michael Flynn did not start Q. And this was in response to the story we covered last week about how the FBI did a half-assed investigation into the identity of Q and then came away with, we don't know, so we're just going to leave it at that. And also, we don't really see how Q broke any laws, so going after him is kind of pointless because as long as you're not making money off impersonating a federal agent, what whatever's you do you. And so... I think that's still illegal for the record. Oh, I'm like, sure it I'm sure it is, but the thing was is like you had to be enriching yourself or doing something actually like that could be actually like something that was hurting people. Like if you came up to somebody's house and told them, Hey, I'm an FBI agent and you have to listen to me or else you're gonna get in some trouble and then people called like the actual cops, like, is this guy in the FBI? They're like, No. You should not be saying that shit to you. But going on the internet and saying, I'm a federal agent and Hillary's going to get arrested tomorrow. Like, there's no actual thing where anyone's being harmed except for the dum-dums that believe you. And there's no way that you're actually, like, making a buck off of it because, like, there's no, I'm Q and here's my t-shirt, buy my I'm Q, an FBI agent, whatever t-shirt. So. Yeah. So basically, like the the, the reality based version of the story is that the FBI looked into it, didn't see how a dum dum on the internet was making a buck off his scam, and then said, "Fuck it!" Like there's there's no reason to go further down this rabbit hole. But the people that are obsessed with Michael Flynn being Q were like, "Oh, the FBI shut down the investigation because um, Trump and Barr made him because they knew their boy Flynn was behind it." And I just saw all these replies to all these threads about it, where they were like, "It was Flynn, and that's why they shut down the investigation." So I made a, th- a post. I made a thread about how no, it wasn't Flynn. Calm the fuck down. You're just wrong about this shit. And I knew, I mean, I'm not a naive little babe in the woods who didn't know that Jay Stu is like the king of the Flynn is Q bullshit, but I didn't make this to like go at him. I just made this as a thing, as like a PSA, like, yo, people, Flynn is not Q. You all need to calm down about it. And it took Stu like three days to wake up and stir from his dungeon to like come out and be like, oh, this, this guy is saying that Flynn ain't Q and he's wrong and bad and and it's fine if you want to say that i'm wrong that's that's okay because everyone has an opinion and you can state your opinion it's fine but he then went further and at one point said shame on you mike because Mm -hmm. i'm 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 doing something wrong and he accused me of being part of a group called q slayers Led by some, uh, basically, there's, there's there's a guy. He's his he he goes by three names. I cannot I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but he goes by the full government three names thing. And he is a MAGA Republican who hates QAnon and thinks it makes them look bad. It but does, so oh yeah, of course like, it does. But you it's got like, that part right. Yeah, but also my God, a sensible Republican. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Right. No, no, I, I know Jay Stu's full of shit. I mean, yeah. I, I thought before I was just like, hey, maybe this guy might actually have some truthiness inside of him. But no, he, he just described somebody that sounds actually like kind of reasonable. It just, it just, I just have, I love how that's the bar now. It's like I'm a Republican that hates Trump. It's like, oh, thank God, 
oh, you still don't want rights for a lot of my friends, but oh, thank God, at least you don't like Trump. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he likes Trump or not, but I know he just hates QAnon and he thinks QAnon makes the rest of the Republicans look bad. Well, like I said, even a broken clock. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this this dumb dumb and I think we can call him dumb dumb accused you of being the leader of or being a part of this group that uh, the Q slayers and. So they slay Q. So basically, yeah, basically this this anti QAnon Republican, he formed a group of people that were in a DM group, and that DM group was called Q Slayers, and they would repost they would repost shit from people like me and other QAnon debunkers to kind of show people, yo, QAnon's fucking stupid. Stop buying into this shit. You're making us look bad. And that was the point of these people. But in Jay Stu's mind, I was part of Q Slayers. I was in the DM group with them, talking to them. And also, apparently, this, this DM group, in some way, shape, or form, was connected to Michael Flynn because the point of this group was make QAnon look bad, but also distance Michael Flynn from QAnon because reasons. Because we were, get, <laughs> because we were getting our marching orders from on high to make sure to not implicate Flynn in QAnon. Yeah, dude. And the reason is obvious because Flynn is obviously Q. It's just so obvious. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And the most obvious part is how it was totally one guy the whole way through. And it definitely never changed hands. And it definitely wasn't several people. Yeah. It was definitely not three, two, maybe four guys, but mostly Ron. It was mostly Ron. I love I love the idea that it's just like like Flynn like belly down with his legs crossed in his bed like click clacking away on his laptop like a teen girl writing in her like live journal or whatever. How's that? How's that for dating myself? I, don't, I, don't... <laughs> I, I, I guess that would just be Instagram, right? Does anybody on have his, like a Tumblr uh, updating their fetish hope. Tumblr? Uh, <laughs> but instead, it's you know instead it's just Michael Flynn just like I'm gonna whip up a spicy Q drop right now. And you know what? Just to mix it up, I'm going to write it in a completely different style because I have a gigantic brain and I could just turn it on like that, you know? Do you think he had a bright orange MacBook? Like, uh, maybe. I- I'm picturing him in like pink pajama bottoms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like a, like a loose top. And mm-hmm. I never actually put much thought into it. Actually, I think in my mind, it's more like, yeah, do you remember what a portable word processor used to look like? Yeah. My Where it was like technically had. a laptop, but all it could do was word process. Sort of picturing yeah. him on one of those. He's an old man. My <laughs> grandfather had an email machine. It could just email. It was all the computer he could handle. And then he had to stop using it. He was very sad because the company went out of business because laptops got so affordable. So. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, your dad's from a simpler time when there were mail machines and there were email machines. But now yeah. we know that there are many different machines yes. along the spectrum between mail and email. <laughs> I I also explained to my grandfather that the DVD player was essentially a small computer to which he asked, can it do email? And I was like, hmm. fair question. I did call it a computer. Um, yeah. And also, you can't judge too many people because you still called the Nintendo DS and, like, every other system Nintendo made me on that Game Boy. Yeah, they're Game Boys. <laughs> that just, that, that old fact will always tickle me. I just love the idea that it's just like, uh, hey, you played your Game Boy? It's just like, dude, this is a Nintendo, this is like a Nintendo 3DS. It hasn't been a Game Boy in like 20 years. Yeah. 
They hit it out of the park with the Game Boy. Everything hey, uh, else you over there playing that latest Game Boy tape? <laughs> Everything else is just an iteration on the Game Boy. <laughs> they could have called it the Game Boy DS, and I think they should have. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's circle back to, to Mike's feud with Chase too. Yeah. We're oh, no, doing no, our no. vamping now, goddammit. No. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that I led into the vamp. It makes it worth it. But <laughs> So... Uh, this again, this thing is about how apparently we're all weirdly subordinate to Michael Flynn on some level, and we're all, and all of us, me, these MAGA anti QAnon people, Mike Rothschild, all the QAnon debunkers on top of the rest of it, we're all somehow enthralled to Michael Flynn and will not admit he runs Q because we're part of this massive conspiracy to just fuck with Jade Stu for some reason. And he first said, uh, shame on you, Mike, one of the posts. And then when I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Explain yourself. His next uh, thread to me said, don't play dumb. Because apparently he knew that I was in these chat rooms with these people getting my orders from Michael <laughs> Flynn to like Michael Flynn's like, look, look, poker, look, buddy, I want you to keep tearing all the grifters and queuing on a new asshole. I want you making fun of the Q drops. You're allowed to do all of that. But when it comes to me running Q and being Q, you cannot say that. That is the only line you can't cross. And I'm like, you got it, General Flynn. Whatever you say, buddy. Because yeah. that's you know my, my favorite part in all of this is Goodfellas. By which I mean, when it came to uh, time for us to like sign the contract and start getting our big payouts for Moloch or whatever, uh, and then Moloch or whoever, I guess Michael Flynn in this instance was just like, hey, uh, yeah, sure, I'm making you filthy rich with blood money, but make sure not to show it you can't really like live outside of your means like yes technically you have this money but do not flash this cash (laughs) we were like we've all seen good fellas so we're gonna take your advice we're gonna continue to just live like barely above bums just the three (laughs) guys living barely above bums and you know like like you know not struggling per se but not not struggling (laughs) you know and uh, and in that way, it will it will secure the fact that we're secretly super rich. We'll just we'll never enjoy it, but we will technically be rich. Yeah, yeah. That, that the Michael Flynn money is incredible. I've I, I've never spent a penny of it, but boy howdy, the day when I do, when I can cash in my Flynn bucks, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. I'm gonna be so rich. Yeah, when I'm eating my like my sixth bagel sandwich of the week. Uh, because it's just an like an easy alternative to like a real meal. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is this is what being rich feels like. <laughs> <laughs> the the best thing that happened was not actually something direct from Jay Stu who was coming at me, but uh, what I assume to have been an acolyte of Jay Stu was talking to me. And at some point, I then said to this person. Do you like what do you exactly think is going on here? Do you think that like I'm an agent for Michael Flynn because the I think these things and this is how this is going? And the guy replied to me and said, I don't think you know what you are. And then said that there are so many psyops going on that I probably don't understand what's actually happening, but I will not find my answers on the internet. And then he left. He was just like, This is my final comment to you, and I'm ending this conversation. 
So basically what that guy was saying is that I'm under the control of Michael Flynn and I don't even fucking know it. Michael Flynn has so manipulated me with his powerful psyop onion that I'm trapped in one of the layers of that I don't even know I'm under his thumb. I don't even know that I'm working for him. Thank God we have gigantic brain geniuses like Jace do to lead the way to, yes. to, really, to really shine the light of truth in the darkness, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's so great. It's so Just absolutely like, Hey, it's obviously Flynn for reasons that I can't exactly say, you know? And when I do try to explain it, they, it sounds like horseshit for some reason. But that's all part of the PSYOP, man. <laughs> the greatest thing was he told me that Flynn copyrighted the term digital soldiers before Q ever started <laughs> posting. And A, the term digital soldiers is kind of universal. It's like a thing that's existed since the internet came out and people were like just posting troll shit. Uh, but also um, the the actual copyright for digital soldiers that Michael Flynn patented was way after QAnon started. And when I asked Jay Stu to please show me the earlier copyright, he actually couldn't do it. So What? what come yeah. on. I mean, just give him credit for it. It's obviously there. <laughs> Why else would he say that? Is this He's... copyright... Just for it's got to be just for like a couple of things, right? You it's clothing. It, it's just clothing. It's oh, just, just clothing. It, yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's just digital soldiers on shirts and shit. That's what he. That's what he got the copyright for. Yeah, I actually hold. I hold the copyright on 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 it like as it pertains to actually uh, like soldiering digitally. Like if you actually try to do that, like if you try to get on the digital battlefield, I get a slice. <laughs> The funniest thing is that, like, Q, I, I, I think Q used the term digital soldiers once, like, once in one Q drop in, like, 2020. The main thing he said a few times was digital battlefield, and that was just Twitter. So it was just, like, basically all, all Q was saying is, if you get suspended from Twitter, make a new account and stay on Twitter and continue to shit talk libs because that's where the libs exist. So in a couple years when Elon finally destroys Twitter, which we'll talk about a little in a, few, in a yeah, little later say, on. That's a pretty good segue you said. Right. Yourself. Yeah, but I'm saying, so when Twitter's dead in a couple years, I wonder if people will just like realize, oh my God, Q's now totally out of date. There's no context for these drops and it was all a LARP. We can give up on it. Or no, they won't. They'll just dig, they'll just burrow in even deeper. They just won't let go. They'll just be like a termite eat it, chewing on the last rotting piece of wood they can find. Well, at the very least, until their great leader, Michael Flynn, dies, you know? Oh, yes, yes. That is truly, when you think of QAnon, the ultimate hero of the story is Michael Flynn. It's I mean, not all, the. All, all these MAGA Q, Q idiots are like definitely not vaccinated, so <laughs> just borrow time. Also, when was the last time any Q person has mentioned Flynn ever? Right. Like, I mean, he's not exactly like a popular talking point anymore, if I recall. Oh, they care about him only when he does his grift tours. Like there's like a reawakening tour where they go to all these churches. That was that. I think the reawakening tours were that time when that the guy got those guys got sick from obviously COVID, but they couldn't admit it. So they talked about how they got hit with anthrax. Like and they were like, oh, no, we got anthrax. And it's like, no, you didn't. You just have COVID. But you we got hit with commie pox. <laughs> Griff Tours is my favorite cartoon from the 80s. Yes. 
I was thinking after commie pox, I was thinking of cooties, and then I was just like extrapolating from that because back when you're a kid, the girls gave you cooties. Now that you're adult, like the gay and the trans people give you the cooties. It's like, oh no, I've got the bad people stuff on me because they looked at me and I'm a delicate flower who can't deal with uh, people I don't like being in my field of vision. And this makes me upset and sad and stupid because I'm all the, the, the more you talk, the further away from your own segue you get. Yes, I know. We were supposed to start talking about Elon Musk. Fair. I will move on to our buddy, our hero, our champion of all things reality, Elon Musk. Do you want to make your offer to him now at the top of us talking about him? Or you oh, yeah. Give me a million United States dollars and I'll stop talking about how deformed and terrible your penis is. Okay. It's there a segment go. of the show where we talk <laughs> about Elon's weird dick. Until he gives me one million United States dollars. That would be great. And I like I'll, I'll take pictures of it and everything, so that way you know, unlike the Moloch checks, which have to remain a secret, uh, even to my own bank account, the the Elon Musk payoff money will be a pay, very apparent. Yes, unless yeah. I have to sign an NDA, which I will do. But yeah. the, the the audience will know if I just suddenly stop talking about it. It just never mentioned it again. Yeah, yeah. If, no, no. Now, if we stop talking about Elon's weird penis, he paid us off. Yeah, and start flashing cash. I, I, I was about, I was about to mention like the, that week's podcast opens by me introducing Sarge and then saying live from Paris. It's the mysterious <laughs> L. And he's just like, boy, sure, my beautiful babies. And he's just like, just living it up, just traveling all around Europe, just doing. Hey, who is this Elon Musk? <laughs> he seems like a pretty great guy, you know. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, so I guess we got to talk about our boy Elon this week because he's been, uh, I mean, this is something that Mike told me. I've kind of been disconnected from the world this week. Uh, he may have been digitally stalking AOC among some other <laughs> horse shit. What's going on with Elon Musk? Okay. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about the AOC stuff. I had her heard about Twitter maybe getting banned from all of Europe. So yeah, so I want to start. Okay, so we'll we'll just start with the AOC stuff because it's the weirdest and creepiest of the things, or maybe second. We'll find out. We can take a poll at the end. But uh, so there is this parody account of AOC called AOC Press, which pretends to be her press team on Twitter posting shit, and they use the same avatar photo as her. Basically, they try to make her the they try to make the channel look as much as uh, as her official channel. It looks. Yeah. So they can pass off the parody. They do not list themselves as a parody. So this is just everything that was illegal back in the days before uh, Lord Dum Dum took this place over. And so they do all this dumb shit on Twitter and pretend to be her and instigate bullshit. But then they posted a tweet that stated, I I have to confess. It was basically words to the effect of I have to confess I have a crush on and then tagged Elon Musk. And Elon Musk replied to this uh, tweet with a fire emoji to just be like, yeah, AOC is hot for me. <laughs> I always do it. So this is a just a really weird, creepy thing where Elon knows exactly what he's doing, interacting with this like in bad faith, quote unquote, parody account of AOC. And he's now playing along with the idea that, hey, she's got the hots for me, guys. Hey, how's it going? You know, chick magnet Elon Musk just dominating the Twitter sphere and all the liberal ladies can't get enough of me, even if they say they can't. So Does AOC have to raise campaign money ever again? She just like, they constantly put her name in the headlines just like every other week. 
they're just reminding people that this congresswoman from New York is apparently the, like fucking Dr. Doom for MAGA chuds and it baffles my mind. She would be so much less relevant if they just left her alone. Let's not get it twisted though. She will still take your money. Oh, absolutely. She's a Oh yeah. She's a congresswoman. She's still yeah, politician's a politician. Doesn't matter if they need it. They will take your money. Yeah. Thanks for oh, that ab- money. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean it, it is weird because all like AOC isn't in Democratic Party leadership. She is a congresswoman from some blue plus one hundred districts. I remember I remember last year in in twenty twenty two, some QAnon adjacent lady was like, I'm going after AOC and I'm gonna take her down. And it's like you Anyone who gives you a penny is should just be is, is a fool who's being parted from their money because you actually can't win. You could outraise AOC by five hundred times and you would still lose because that district is impossibly Democrat. It's you can't win. It's like that guy who went after Marjorie Taylor Greene in Georgia and raised like four million dollars. It's like you should be ashamed of every penny you raised for that because you're never beating Marjorie Taylor Greene as a Democrat in that district. It's like plus 27 Republican. Like, calm yeah, down. It's it's, when, it's like when Beto O'Rourke, like, got within three points of Ted Cruz. You're not flipping Texas. People just hate Ted Cruz. Yeah, it's it, it's like I get it. I mean, it, it, at least in Beto's case, you're fighting the good fight and it's a statewide election. Maybe something could happen. But these districts, it's like, Anyone who runs in these districts is literally just stealing money from people. Because, so, but so Elon still allows to to bring it back. Elon still allows an obvious uh, parody slash imitation account of a elected official to function and imitate her, even though he is said like. Like, do they have parody in the? They they now have they they now have put parody in their name. They now have parody in brackets, and but the their uh, wallpaper and their avatar are exactly the same as hers. Which, if you're flipping through Twitter real quick, will get most people. Oh, and and the other thing is, is that if you click on any of the any of her tweets or any of the tweets of this account, it comes up as Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and then you just see the first two, the three or four letters of press. So you never see the word parody in any of it. And people have actually in earnest retweeted uh, the pinned tweet of this account, which reads printing money is the only way out of inflation. So people have absolutely retweeted posts that go, look at this dumb liberal broad. Oh, she, we're just burning. We're just going to print more money and destroy America's economy. And this is how liberals actually think. And, Again, like they know what they're doing. They they know that like this is absolutely an attempt to just make AOC and all Democrats look stupid and shitty. And Elon's just brofisting them. Elon's just like, boom, yeah, this is this is awesome. I am totally in favor of people pulling this kind of shit on a uh, popular congressperson. And this account right now has over a quarter million followers on Twitter, so it's going great. Yeah. Well, get wrecked us. Yeah. So uh, what's this I hear about Twitter maybe getting banned in Europe? Okay, so the Europe thing, which is uh, great and very funny to me because like a, a couple weeks ago, Elon was like, I had to censor 
uh, Twitter in Turkey because the dictator there told me to. And what what am I but a poor businessman having to conform to the demands of the governments there? Um, Elon just took Twitter out of some out of a voluntary agreement to fight disinformation in Europe. And European leaders um, who like basically run this sort of like uh, media, uh, the, the regulations of media, media entities, they have let Elon know that by August of this year, he had better have a better track record of fighting disinformation or uh, steps will be taken about Twitter's continued existence in Europe. And since Elon has made it clear that he has no interest whatsoever in fighting disinformation when august rolls around and they're like yo elon you got your homework elon's gonna be like nope lol and then we're we're gonna see where the rubber meets the road here because europe uh they've hit all kinds of social media companies with like uh tens of millions of dollar fines for stuff like that facebook with a massive one oh yeah Right. So they, they Europe doesn't fuck around on this shit. They do enjoy crushing social media platforms for not abiding by their rules. And the fact that like they're opening salvo in this thing is, yeah, we're just going to pull Twitter from the market is like, that's a pretty, that's not even, yeah, we're going to give you a billion dollar fine. There's like, no, you just won't be allowed. To, we're just going to turn the Twitter switch off in Europe. You just won't be able to actually access Twitter from Europe because, um, Europe has a lot of laws about the Holocaust mm. and about what you can say about the yeah. Holocaust. And that's why whenever I get flagged by chuds on QAnon for shit, whenever I crack open my email about the report that's been filed on me, the term Germanic law is always in the tweet. Even if it had, even if the tweet was just by an American against me, a fellow American, they go over Germanic law in the tweet because they have to. So, yeah, it is not a very good sign for the continued existence of uh, this social media platform that Elon's just like, no, nope, I'm just going to let terrible monsters on this platform who say things that outright violate European law all the time. And when push comes to shove um, later this summer, yeah, we'll we'll just see because Lord knows Elon ain't going to back down on this stuff. He'll back down to Irigen in Turkey, but to Europe's democratically elected leaders, <laughs> piss up a rope, Rubes. I'm Elon Musk. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, well, yeah, he doesn't. Suit, but we have a new CEO coming in, like, uh, not this month, but next oh, month. That poor lady. Oh, she's. She's got nothing to work with. Let's <laughs> as if she's going to have autonomy. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, like you would have to hope that whatever contract she signed to come on board includes some sort of like insane golden parachute for when it inevitably oh, goes bad. For sure. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, and you know, should Twitter at like should Twitter collapse due to circumstances beyond my control? I, I get out of this with like ten million dollars or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I get like I get like ten years salary at my at my current rate if you, my boss, happen to sink Twitter so aggressively outside of my control that I lose my job. Like I just yeah, fuck you, buddy. Like the the get out of jail free card she needs to have for when Elon destroys the job she has has to be a massive. I mean, you would imagine, but who know? Maybe maybe she's a true true blue believer, you know. 
Maybe she just maybe she just really believes that his uh, free speech absolutionism with an asterisk message. Yeah, it's absolute asterisk. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our headline news segment for the week. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Uh, so uh, Dark Brandon really pulled the wool over the eyes of the GOP. Am I right, y'all? Because uh, uh, he managed to get uh, the, those good old boys to agree to, uh, you know, a deal that just keeps the American economy working without having to invoke the 14th Amendment, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> what, what a scrub stupid power play that they let they let just score on him. Uh, and of course, QAnon has some shit to say about this uh, sicko move on Dark Brandon's part. So for more, I'll turn it over to Mike Rains. Mike. What's going on with the debt ceiling fallout? Uh, so QAnon's original stance on the debt ceiling was to uh, breach it. They were basically like, let corrupt Babylon fall. Like they're just yeah. the dumbest, stupidest people in the history of the universe. And they live only to destroy America in the most aggressive ways possible. And I've seen so many people being mad about not, just the idea of not defaulting on the debt has pissed people off. The fact that a deal was struck makes them even matter. And as I have pointed out on Twitter, it's like, if you guys are mad about the debt ceiling increase, uh, man, you should be really upset about the God Emperor because it happened three times under Trump's presidency that they had to take this vote to raise the debt ceiling. So if like if that was something you didn't want to have happen, you should have been like, yo, Trump like crush America and the world economy, let the debt ceiling breach happen, um, which shockingly Trump did not want to do. And <laughs> when he was president, he was very in favor. He was very in fa favor of raising the debt ceiling. And at his CNN town hall, he told Republicans to actually, you know, like let the debt ceiling happen. And when the host was like, but you said you didn't want that to happen when you were president. And he was like, but I'm not president anymore. Like, and he was in the crowd roared in approval because they not, they enjoyed nothing more than just rank hypocrisy. They're just like, yay, our, our guy's a hypocrite. Woo, MAGA, just the greatest. Uh, and so right now, the main thing QAnon wants is because they couldn't destroy the economy and, and crush America and the world. They now want McCarthy removed as speaker because um, <laughs> I mean, I would love to see them have that fight all over again. That would just make my day. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, um, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of QAnon posting on Twitter about how McCarthy got the job of Speaker kissing the rings of the Freedom Caucus and all these other crazy people. But the deal he signed stated that if five, uh, if five Congress people file a motion to vacate, then basically McCarthy loses the job and the speakership becomes vacant. And we have to go through the whole rigmarole of electing another speaker again. Five? Five. That, five. Yep, just five. That was that was that that was the threshold the Freedom Caucus got from McCarthy to try to put him on a leash for his speakership, and this is why people were like, "Well, this is really dumb because he's effectively not speaker if his speakership hangs by such a tenuous thread." So now, um, 
yeah. Now QAnon, now QAnon's like, yo, where, where, where's our five? Where are our five brave Congress people that will step forward and strip McCarthy of the speakership? And then we can get a good speaker in who will let America default on its debts or whatever. So the the thing that's really funny about this is it's, it's like this kind of game where the threshold is so low, but at the same time, I don't know who's going to actually put their neck out and do this because I think most of them realize if we strip McCarthy of the speakership, we actually have to nominate someone for it. And yeah. nobody wants that fucking job. It is literally the worst job in American politics. Like I, I know Pelosi had it for forever and made it not look bad. But uh, if, if you guys don't remember uh, back in the good old days when, when old poker was knee eye to a grasshopper, we had this guy, John Boehner as the speaker of the house and he just quit. He was like, Hey Paul Ryan, take the gavel, fuck this shit. And he just left. He just walked out the door and the entire time Paul Ryan was speaker. He was just like, ah, this sucks. If you need me, I'm going to be aggressively drunk and or high. Cause this shit, cause you, you just, you just can't rash. You can't reason with the Republican house caucus. They're insane. You have the freedom caucus, which is Marjorie, which is like Bobert and, uh, Matt Gates and all and Louis Gomert and all those nut jobs. You have the twenty or so Republicans who actually won districts and that Biden won in the presidential election. So those twenty, those eighteen people are just like like keeping their heads down, praying no one notices them and votes them out. You've got George Santos who's a fucking crook and is getting ready to be removed from office. Um, you have a guy in Utah who's resigning right now. So now McCarthy's uh, majority is four seats instead of five. So it's just, oh my God, it is the absolute worst. But uh, here's the hoping. Here is the hoping that Republicans actually decide to just like, like that firecracker and start more inter-party chaos. And we end up with Speaker of the House, Lauren Boebert or fucking whatever, whatever their dream is, oh, whatever until their- she gets fucking elected out. Yeah. Just- and, yeah. Until she gets voted out because she won her last election by like 200 votes. I mean, yeah. So it's just, oh my It's always God. good to see infighting in the conservative crowd, which takes us to our next headline news item. It's boycotting time, boys. Yeah. Put on, put on your cotton pants and your boy caps because we're boycotting some shit. And uh, obviously it was Target, which has been on the boycott Tough. for a while. Target but- Echo. And Petco and a bunch of other places, you know, Wayfair, Obvi, unless you want to buy a child. But the the closest one on the or the newest one on the list, which somehow hasn't hasn't caused MAGA to witch trials like lose their power immediately for fingering the wrong target. So let's see, let's see when they finally step on that rake. But now it's Chick Fil A of all people. They're just like, hey, Chick Fil A, go woke, get broke, thumbs down. Meanwhile, the Target boycott song is topping the charts on iTunes, allegedly, in a totally legitimate fashion, because everybody knows and loves mm-hmm. that song. And it's definitely not that guy's rich daddy just buying it like a million times. <laughs> anyway, uh, for more specifics, I'll turn it over to Mike Raids, because I have to imagine he knows more than I do, even about MAGA rapper Forgiato Blow. <laughs> Oh no, the, the MAGA rapper guy is all you. Uh, but at me, uh, for me... Uh, Chick-fil-A decided to um, appoint 
a new vice president of DEI, and DEI is the new boogeyman of the right. We used to have critical race theory, which was a CRT, which basically they've created all these abbreviations that are super scary and terrifying and bad. And DEI stands for uh, diversity, equality, and inclusion. And so this is just the absolute most boilerplate sort of thing where it's just, don't be a racist. Have everyone kind of under the same uh, tent. Make everyone happy. Be accommodating and friendly to people. Unacceptable. Unacceptable to the Republicans. And so because Chick-fil-A actually has a DIE department that needed someone running it, now Chick-fil-A has run afoul of the right, and now they are unacceptable. And this is Chick-fil-A, who literally closed on Sundays because it's the Lord's Day, and aggressively promoted a bunch of anti-LGBTQ uh, like charities and organizations for the longest of times. And there's all kinds of liberal uh, watchdog groups that will point out, hey, Chick-fil-A's backsliding. They're still doing this shit. Don't go there. They're terrible. But nope, just because just because Chick-fil-A is, has this one corporate section of its company that caters to this, they're bad. They're now Isn't anathema. A little less misogynist. A little less racist. Don't worry. They still help hate the LGBTQ community. <laughs> They'll still quietly give money to anyone who hates them as well so don't don't worry don't you worry yeah but have they hit the sweet spot where their their chicken sandwiches are just so good i'm willing to overlook it (laughs) no i i i've i haven't bought any chick-fil-a since i was back in college but my relatives brought a bunch to something and i was like well i didn't pay for it so i can guilt-free chick-fil-a and it was just as mid as i remembered yeah, I mean, I'm not about to waste food. So if somebody shows up with Chick Fil A, I will happily eat it. But I don't think I've, I don't think I've like given them any business for like 15 years. Yeah, and and, and now we, uh, now I have a flip the bird near my house, and and like they're like, if you need a chicken sandwich, they're fine, and they're like a small, they're a small company it's in the North Shore of Massachusetts. So I'd rather just go there and help them out and not promote yeah. bigotry. So there you go. There's your plug, Flip the Bird. Now now endorse the podcast that you've never heard of. So. Yeah, th- th- there's your plug. Mike Raines called you fine, which... Yes. Uh, I've been to a couple of those locations in my travels up there, and uh, yeah, I have to say that fine is a good way to describe some of it. Now, every once in a while, you'll get it, and it'll be great, but most of the time, it is fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I, I was... Uh, and when I got Chick-fil-A back in college... It was a Chick-fil-A Express, so someone explained to me the college had to buy it from Chick-fil-A first anyway. Somehow Chick-fil-A had already made their money, so I felt better about it. They were were making money, so it was bad, but uh, I was like, well, I can get it while it's here. And their, their chicken biscuits were, again, just fine, but this was years ago, so... Well, I mean, it's a good thing they completely turned it around, and now they're like, oh, like yeah. a, a super ally to all all creeds and colors and uh, sexualities, gender spectrums, all that stuff. Pr- proud allies, Chick Fil A, liberals. The the chicken the chicken boycott is over. They yeah. are now the proud ally. 
So they're they're definitely calling in bomb threats and uh, mass shooting threats to the Chick Fil A's and not just the targets. Or is it uh, just I don't, the targets. I don't know that we've gone that far yet, but I mean, at some ill-defined point in the future, I'm sure somebody will do something stupid at Chick Fil A and it will go viral, and we can have that to like look at and just be like, "What the fuck? How they're, they're gonna do? They're gonna do a sick follow up track to that." Uh, whatever the name of that stupid song is that is like that, that anti-target boycott song that I don't know the name of but I've seen ridiculous think, clips of all week I think I've luckily I haven't been on TikTok so uh, yeah I, I mean it, it's it's what you would expect from like I can picture it in my head the the self-professed like king of MAGA rapping I, th- I think Vice did like I think that's how I know about the guy. I watched like a like a little Vice video on him that was like forty minutes long or whatever. I thought they were dead. I thought we. Uh, no, they're dying. They're not dead yet. Oh, they're okay. dying. Yeah, it'll take a while. They're 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 filing for this sort of bankruptcy that lets them keep operating until they really run out of money. So uh, okay, yeah, it's coming, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. So I mean, instead, I... I get to know about this Forgiato Blow guy who's like this like white chud, tattooed bearded rapper dude he drives around in a big soup up trump monster truck with like a trump blow-up doll in it and nice nice uh cruises around and does rap videos talking about you know how great maga is and you know occasionally having attractive women if you like that sort of type of woman because he is from florida so picture what you will like you know just like coming up to it and be like i love your music i'm just like really god wow <laughs> Ugh. man his his beard is so aggressively styled like just the, the 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 lines of his beard are i would go to say intricate it's like he's really going for this bizarre facial shaping with his facial hair i'm sure he, i'm sure he goes to a white guy bar- barber shop where the conversation gets real colorful <laughs> 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 oh man i remember the last time i went to a barber shop and the, some lines were towed uh i was like uh, i they like it came up that i was a veteran so it was immediately like taken into the conversation they just assumed they're like oh my son's in the navy and i'm like great a little off the top like <laughs> uh man yeah <laughs> but yeah i can't remember i didn't uh i didn't do any research because i never do because fuck research for the show but uh that's not my job uh but uh as far as i know this guy's some sort of like trust on kid and his daddy's got like real big boy money from some former fashion and uh you know like he's just like oh that, like dude my my fucking songs number one on itunes like song of the summer and it's just like it's really not though i mean like how, however you guys are juicing those sales numbers that's fine but like i'm pretty sure if i go to spotify it, the the song of the summer will still belong to like taylor swift or like the weekend or something like because yeah because itunes itunes is like the biggest scam when it comes to these people wanting to present themselves as actually being uh popular because no one really buys direct from itunes in any real way so if anyone wants to game the system, it's the easiest way to fake popularity because this is what the quote unquote January 6th chorus did where they did that mashup where they were singing the national anthem and Donald Trump was speaking the Pledge of Allegiance and they would like cut between the two of them and that that 
quote unquote song was number one on iTunes for a little while also, because this is how right wing grifters make themselves look big. And it lets right wing media do all this like bullshit where they're like woke, like woke target defeated by smash hit song. Number one on iTunes. No, that doesn't matter. It has no, it's not getting radio play. No one's actually listening to this. The song is barely resonating above the right wing bubble. The only people who hear it are people that want to hear it or folks like us who see clips of it on social media because we're in, we engage in the political sphere. And it's like, look at this dumb idiot who's literally walking down an aisle of uh, target with just like six boxes of tampons in his arms, rapping about how much he hates uh, trans people. And it's like, great, wonderful, just absolutely the best. Like I can't imagine anything more spectacular than this. Yeah, and also, he's just mid as fuck. Like, there are (laughs) right-wing leaning ding-dongs out there uh, bringing the caucasity to hip-hop that at least, like, are better at it in terms of, like, being able to spit their bars. You know what I mean? Uh, Like, uh, what's his name? Samson? I think his name's Samson. There's a guy out there named Samson. He went viral on TikTok a little while ago for doing a a a funny little set of rap bars about having sex with Nancy Pelosi. And then when I looked into him a bit, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is pretty much the guy you would expect. He's just like, I'm just talking about the truth. If you want my guns, you're going to have to come take them because guns is what it makes America great. Why we're not in tyranny or are we? I'm Simpson. But like he could actually kind of rap. So it's like, OK, why? Like, luckily, guys like him are trying to trick people. They don't want to be the MAGA rapper. You know what I mean? They probably not have that kind of heat on them versus like this, you know, husky white dude with his well manicured beard from like Jacksonville, Florida or whatever, who's just like, yeah, my, my favorite thing in life is my Donald Trump, Donald Trump giant super truck. Cause I don't have an identity of my own. My identity, I've decided to hitch it to Donald Trump and uh, that's just the way it's going to be. It, it really <laughs> is always Florida. It's just like Florida. I mean, it's just wretched. Like we don't really need to get into it because what, what can we say about Florida that hasn't already been said about it, but just have, like that they haven't said themselves. Like, But I mean, just figure it out. Like for having such like a diverse, different like cassette of communities down there. It's just like, are any of them like good though? Like they're so diverse. There's so many different, like there's like pockets of old people and pockets of like weird, just like, you know, Jimmy Buffett people and like actual redneck people. Then there's like Miami and then there's like, you know, with all the vacation spots and it's just like, yeah, but d- does any of it not suck? Like, is that, that's the question I pose to you, Floridians. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have the old the old Cubans who hate Castro and vote Republican because they think Democrats are communist, and it's just no. You you don't really understand that Democrat. The problem, the communism is a is a bad and failed system. And I know I've just lost like five viewers for saying that obvious truth. But the problem under Castro was that he was a dictator first and a communist second. That's the thing is that. If the Democrats seize power, which they win elections a lot of the time, they don't immediately then end democracy and become dictators. Like the the big problem that you had and the, the, that with the government that you fled from was the fact that that guy was like, "Now I'm running Cuba, and by the way, I'm a dictator. And if you don't like me, you will be disappeared, or you'll go to jail for many years until you come out of jail and be like, you know what I like? I like Fidel Castro. He's truly the greatest. Oh, so love me, Steve it, Castro. 
I love me some Castro. Truly the best. And please use this out of context to make me a communist dictator sympathizer. I mean, look, you got to hand it to him, you know? Yes, <laughs> you do have to hand it to Fidel Castro. Yeah, you got to hand it to him. That's that's just the default. You know, that's the you just you just want to you just want to smoke screen somebody. You got to hand it to him. And then you just let them keep talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, come on. Flor- but, but it's really kind of funny in a way that like Florida is just becoming more red. And I I almost wonder if that's kind of a net negative for them, because I can just see lots of conservatives fleeing like woke Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan and like all those blue wall states that we are winning by 1% in these presidential elections. If all you conservatives just fly down to Florida and like really load that up and just abandon the Midwest and Pennsylvania, that'd be a shame. That would just be terrible under America's current dumb election system. Like, oh no, <laughs> the Democrat just won Pennsylvania by four and Wisconsin by five. Uh, suddenly the Republican Party doesn't exist anymore. They can actually never held the presidency again. Oh, but yeah, man, they've, they've got Florida on lockdown. Yes, now Florida Florida's their own little, like, the People's Republic of Florida. They can have their own little dictatorship down there and all that good stuff. But yeah, you've managed to isolate the poison to like a couple bad states now, so... The rest of us can just uh, count on our 300 plus electoral votes every four years, which would just be uh, just ducky for the actual fate of the nation. It's the Southeast and the Northwest. There's just this hit my mic. There's this diagonal band of like giant empty states and then uh, hot populated states and they hate poor people and gay people. Foreigners. That 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 has to be. We we have to do like some sort of bizarre study where we see if temperature makes you more conservative. It's just really hot out, and you're just, and you just are sitting there thinking, "Man, it is so hot out." And now I hate everyone who isn't white and <laughs> and, and straight. That's just, I, yeah, I know. I get in a bad mood. Yeah, it's because uh, I mean it, it's got to be like the San Diego parallel, uh, San Diego parallel, where you're in San Diego and it's just nice all the time, so you become incredibly liberal. But if you're in Florida, it's just oppressively hot all the time, so it just melts your brain and you just become a knuckle dragging conservative because the heat just does that to you. It just shuts off your empathy. You're like, I'm hot, so everyone has to be hot, and also non-whites need to be second class citizens because it's so hot out. So, well, we can't talk about America's horrible penis without talking about the ruler of America's horrible penis and (laughs) current uh, Trump opponent, Ron DeSantis. And apparently him and Trump have done a little slap fighting this week. So we should probably touch on that before we get to our mailbag for the week. Mike, tell us about Trump uh, slapping and or fighting with DeSantis. Have the blows been devastating? Has it been a real meeting of the minds? Oh, it is truly the greatest of all battles. Um. So Kellyanne Conway, who was one of Trump's uh, greatest lieutenants in 2016, she was on Fox talking about the battle between DeSantis and Trump. And apparently she ran afoul of the God Emperor because Trump got mad at her and he called her Milktoast Kellyanne Conway, which, uh, A, we're going to have to workshop that a little because I don't really think yeah, that, that do I don't. I don't think that hits too hard, Donnie. And B, he spelt milk toast as in the word milk and then the word toast. 
Oh yeah, I mean that's a that's like the easiest trap in the world to fall into. Very few people have ever seen that word written down. So I'm I'm assuming that like ninety five percent of people would make that fuck up. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm assuming that ninety five percent of people would like get to that point and then be like, maybe I should Google how this is spelled because this looks sort of dumb. Milk <laughs> toast. It's like now that I'm thinking about it. What does this even mean? You know what? Right. Maybe I should watch a fifteen minute little YouTube documentary about the history of the etymology of milk toast. <laughs> That's just me, the, though. Yeah. The day the day Donald Trump says etymology is the will be I don't know the day the Earth just like loses its loses its orbit and just falls into the sun. Oh my God! The, the idea that Donald Trump has any intellectual curiosity in him at all is truly the most incredible fan fiction we've ever concocted about that dumb orange uh, globule. So, so I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I agree with the guy, and I'm not saying that it's not funny. But I am saying that, like, of all of his fuck ups, like this one's pretty understandable. Oh yeah, I understand that. I, I completely agree on that front. Uh, the best part about this, though, is that again, in QAnon world, Trump cannot fuck up. It is impossible for Trump to make a mistake. So he had to be talking to QAnon in code. By using the words milk toast and not the proper spelling of milk toast. So people were like, hey, there's an extra K in there, and we got this. All right, let's so- pull let's pull out those extra letters and get them into <laughs> the Yamatria machine. Fire up the Yamatria. <laughs> yeah. Yamatria really is the answer to everything. This, this answer doesn't make any sense. Oh, convert it into numbers. And then I can see whatever. And then convert the numbers back into different letters and do that until you have it say a thing that you want it to. Kind of. Uh, I have a guy who's a reply guy to me who believes, through the use of Yamatria, he believes he has proven that Q is communicating directly with him, which is just... I, I I'm like I'm like buddy. You you really need to touch grass. You you need to get out of the house. No I way, need- bud. Live your live your truth. Q loves you, you know, and and he <laughs> yeah. talks right to you. And uh, you know, talk to Jay Stu about who that person might be talking directly to you, and maybe get in touch. Yes, you know, pen yeah, pals. Yep. yep. Like just reach out and just be like, dear dear person that Jay Stu might believe to be Q on. I am your biggest fan. And uh, I would like I would like you, uh, the leader of the Anons, uh, I would like you to be my boyfriend. <laughs> do, do you like me? Yes, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So yeah, all, we have so we have the the weird milk toast thing on the one side, and on the other side, uh, DeSantis. Yeah, Kofifi, um, which. Uh, we went over an unfollow cabal where some people were like, Trump did that to bring light to the Kofifi Act. It's like, no, that was the, the time. The time works the other way. It was reversed. But hey, whatever you want, buddy. However you need to make Trump the good guy and, this, and the crinkly brained genius you believe him to be, then you, you do that as best you can. But again, DeSantis on his side is just DeSantis is basically running a general campaign at this point. Donald Trump does not exist. Uh, Ron DeSantis is running exclusively against Joe Biden, and that's all there is to it. And I saw him on Fox News talking about how he, at the end of his two terms, he will have, quote, destroyed leftism in America as president, which 
I didn't know was something the president should be trying to do or seeking to achieve to, I don't know, outlaw or annihilate a political view. I don't remember Obama or any Democrat ever running on the principle of, I will end conservatism in America. It will no longer exist after my time in office. Well, yeah, Uh, but they don't have to say that because as we've discussed before, we have time on our side. (laughs) (laughs) Like time will do that for us. Oh, oh, glorious time. Oh, aging out. Yeah, yeah glorious. We, just, we just have we just have to be patient. Oh, but hey, but then Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA, they're recruiting so many young Republicans. Oh, wait, all the Republicans they're recruiting turn into gripers and go down <laughs> that rabbit hole. And I don't know how many people you can turn into Holocaust deniers. I don't know if that's a winning electoral strategy for Germanic the future of America. None. Yeah, I like <laughs> And like how many how many young women these days can you just like fucking like you know morally repress into just becoming like breeding stock or whatever you know the the platonic ideal or like the you know the, the I guess very much not platonic ideal of what Republicans want but they're just like you know the, make America great again where women were just in the house with the children making pies and shit sit home bitch <laughs> working as man's work you know. Oh god! Like I actually saw my favorite thing from like just political moon brain bullshit was there was a article that said DeSantis is going to run as a moderate on abortion, and it's like he just signed a six week ban. Like what? This idea that Republicans are ever going to let go of their losing culture war bullshit to become more electable is such a fantasy that the Beltway media has where at any moment DeSantis or Trump or any of these fucking like lunatics are going to make themselves more palatable to more of America. They're not. They're just going to run to their base harder and more aggressively. And And it's not our fault because we tried to explain to them that you have to adapt or perish. And they were just like, we do not believe in evolution. And I was just like, okay, then cool. Then perish, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) As the uh, as the vaccine T-shirt says, fuck it, die, I guess. I mean, it's just it's just that I remember. Oh, my God. In the halcyon days of 2016, I remember our beautiful political media talking about Donald Trump and the pivot. Like, when is our big wet boy? going to pivot and start catering to the center? And the answer was never. Never. Trump was just going to run a dumb base campaign the whole time. And he's like, I'm a right-wing extremist, and that's all there is fucking to me. Build a wall, Mexico's going to pay for it. Woo! And the media was like, he's so dumb and xenophobic and racist. But Hillary... Also, what about that lower man's body makes you think he's capable of a pivot? (laughs) He's not even capable of walking a ramp. Nope, <laughs> dude. I, he would break his own ankles. It would be oh. it would be the the sickest move of all time in sports history. He he, oh. he, would, he would he would fucking like bring himself low with his own skills or lack thereof. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the other thing that happened this week was there was a photo of Donald Trump on the golf course, and, and um, <laughs> all all the talk uh, that the Republicans and QAnon have about Joe Biden being on his last legs and on his way out. And the Democrats are going to push him out the door for Kami Kamala Harris or Michelle Obama, or maybe even Hillary. When you see Donald Trump nowadays, feels like a bit of projection feels like Donnie might be the one that's not exactly uh, in his fight and prime as we get ready for the 2024 campaign. And uh, I was thinking about this again, time is on our side. 
Yes. I, I was thinking, like, it, it feels to me that in a lot of ways, Republicans really need Donald Trump to, like, die. Like, because if he's... <laughs> If he's as, like, as we've all said, it'd be great if he just, you know, passed away quietly. From... He, oh, well, QAnon would lose their minds because he'd be poisoned, oh, laser beamed, yeah. heart attack gunned, whatever. But you imagine this alternate world where Trump's indictments end up stacking up so high that somehow the Republican establishment is able to just pull enough voters away from Trump that he barely loses the nomination to DeSantis. Trump isn't going to go away quietly. He's going to launch a write-in campaign and go scorched earth and just destroy the party. And Biden's going to get like 53% of the vote. And then Trump, and then Trump, yeah. Trump fucking the Republican party. Right. And then, and then Trump and DeSantis are going to split the other half and like, Biden's going to, like, we're going to have blue Texas. We might have, like, blue Oklahoma if it breaks right. I mean, it'd be this absolute slaughter show of an election. And there's no way Republicans can stop it because Trump is never going to just give up. Trump's never going to be like, well, Ron DeSantis beat me fair and square. I'm just going to head back to Mar-a-Lago and uh, wait for my indictments to lead to me being in, in court or, like, under house arrest for the rest of my life. And even and even if he was like showing signs of wanting to give up, all it would take is one savvy secret liberal acting in Republican bad faith uh, to just get in there and just be like, you know, Mr. President, I always believed in you, but <laughs> you know, if you're thrown in the towel, I guess I understand. Like, how could you? How could you beat Ron DeSantis anyway? Anyway, I guess I'll just leave you to your thoughts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's see how long it takes before he truthed out something insane. Yeah, oh, yo, total meltdown. So it's like, on the one hand, if, if DeSantis wins, then Trump goes third party or right in and just destroys him. And if Trump wins the nomination, I just think that he's going to be so radioactive and toxic between all the indictments and the fact that he's going to be this very frail, practically senile old codger. Like, all of their attacks on Biden will just be tenfold more aggressive against Trump. It'll just be like... Biden's too old and too not with it to be president. There's no way we can do this. And we were like, look at Trump. And Trump's going to be like, I like oranges. Just just absolutely not even on this planet, just sundowning, doing maybe one campaign stop like a day if he has the energy for it. Just everything. Trump will be like the perfect opponent for Biden because all of their claims, like old, senile, dementia, like not with it. That'll all be Trump. It'll just be all him all the time. It'll just yeah, be a mirror. Trump is just as old as Biden and also just like objectively fatter. And I'm <laughs> saying this is a fat guy. Like, yeah. But it's just true. Trump is like a heftier dude than Biden, which, you know, when you start creeping up in age, it just starts to look like garbage bags hanging off of you. So now <laughs> Donald Trump just looks like he's wearing garbage bags. <laughs> I actually, this was the the funniest thing I've ever seen from a QAnon supporter because it was their rare brush with reality where someone posted like two different photos of Biden from like a couple of years past. And they were just like, you can't tell me this is the same person. And the other guy replied back. He said, it's a facelift and he lost 40 pounds. So there was just a point in Biden's life where he was like, fuck, I got to get in shape if I want to live longer. And he just did. Biden just got on the treadmill. And uh, still doesn't explain the earlobes, though. 
what no. Else, what else could explain it other than that they got it wrong when modeling the hologram? Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and move into our mailbag for the week. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So our mailbag is very scant this week. So we have a grand total of it looks like two questions. So My goodness. Uh, well, hey, I, well, we'll do our best. And if the show is short, then it's the listener's fault. You know, it's your fault. Yes, it, it's yeah. all it's all on you, listeners. You're the ones who have made us go short because we couldn't possibly just yell and scream more. Yeah, this but, one's uh, on you. Yep. And if you have a question, you're just like, I have no idea how to get it to you. Then that's on you for skipping our outro where we give you all of our social I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it. But also, it's still on you if you do that. <laughs> so, uh, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, asks, now that the sadness has thrown his hat into the ring officially and has been blasted by Trump relentlessly, how long until he pulls off a Ted Cruz and begs his orange leader, please, sir, may I have another? Ooh, I mean, it's. I don't think it's going to take too long because we... We really get into the campaigning, eh, not for another couple months, like, not till like, 2024. So, like, he's announced, but we, we're not going to see any of the real fighting in for another couple months. After it's, if he's able to recognize that he has no chance, then he'll bend the knee. I, to me, the real issue is just a question of, is he viable after the big boy indictments come out? Because that's their only hope. I really oh, feel like, right. I, I, I just feel like that's why he's doing what he's doing right now, where he's not bringing up Trump or anything. Because I, I feel like the DeSantis Brain Trust, like originally they were like, maybe we should wait for the big boy indictments and then declare. And then someone's like, no, that makes us look weak. Declare first and then and then run this weird shadow campaign where we pretend Trump doesn't exist. And then it, when the big boy indictments show up, then we turn on Trump and then we try, we give it to him and we try to run on this whole, well, now he's unelectable because we have the photos of him handing MBS nuclear secrets and MBS pushing the cartoon bag of money over to him and hoping that's enough to pry away enough voters. But who knows? I, I really don't know if there's any crime Trump could commit that would actually sway uh, MAGA voters away from him. I just don't know if that, if that actually exists. Where it's just what if they so, caught him shopping at Target? You know, oh, oh, that—that's our deep fake. Oh my god, <laughs> that's oh, our deep fake. We got you—you you deep fake Trump with a cart, and it's got just a ton of Bud Light in it, a bag of Chick Fil A on the top of the of the Bud Light. It's—it's it's got the Target on it. He's grabbing the gay and trans shirts and putting it in the cart, and it's boom. DeSantis landslide, baby. It's all over. All over. We're done. So, I mean, that's that's possible. That That is a winning strategy, I think. Uh, just break reality. Only if you don't think that Trump is sending us a message by shopping at Target. You know, what could it mean? Trump is on Target. He's <laughs> attacking the deep state. I think you said that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. You know yeah. what? Fire up Trump on Target into Yamatria, and let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> oh god that is the ultimate podcast within a podcast where we just do negative 48 breakdowns and just absolutely rip a hole in reality 
I want like the the old like uh, the old the old sound effect from Press Your Luck with the the lights dancing around the board. It's going like yeah. I want that to be our Yamatria noise. We're feeding our stuff into the Yamatria calendar calculator. Yeah. Oh God, that'd be so great. Oh man, there it is. It's. It, I just really want to see that if DeSantis can ever get forward momentum in the polls after Trump gets hit with like the wave of bad news that's coming for him. Because I was reading that basically it looks like Georgia's going to indict him in August mm-hmm. and the federal indictment is coming probably around then or a little bit, maybe in July. So we'll see. But like that's basically when we'll actually see if DeSantis puts on his big boy pants and starts swinging, or if he continues running this weird Garfield without Garfield uh, GOP without Trump uh, campaign of his, because if he does that, even after Trump gets all the bad news, then he's just going to lose. Cause he's going to be like, I'm the good kid that can beat Biden. And Trump's going to be like, he's going to be like meatball. Ron is a child fucking piece of shit. And the Republican primary voter is going to vote for the guy that's screaming and yelling. They're huge fans of screaming and yelling. It's the best. More people should do it. They do love screaming and yelling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it projects power. It's also how you, like, chase off a bear sometimes, depending on the bear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, Pancake Peasant asks, uh, Real Talk, what keeps you hopeful and moving forward during hard times? Um, I've run into this because I watch a lot of true crime and things are getting kind of dark there for a little bit so you know what i put a pause on all that and went over to cooking shows went back to i haven't watched uh taste of history for a while so i went and just i was watching a bunch of taste of history that's a very like do me tasting history with dex miller yep okay i was just making sure that yeah because there could be another channel called taste of history so oh, taste of history? Yeah. No, taste, t- of taste, history. T- tasting history is the tasting name. Tasting of- history of Max Mill. Yeah, yeah, that is the show. Um, that that's just one thing. I just just find things that like, uh, media and other things that relax you and like, uh, I have put Twitter on timeout for a couple of days and that that certainly helps. So, um, yeah, just find nice. Uh, soothing things to enjoy that aren't what's going on. Yeah, like drugs. Yeah, that's my answer to drugs. Yeah, uh, not like I, hard drugs, but I, I just <laughs> like, I, I smoke a lot of weed. I love weed. Mm-hmm. I get mad high. It makes it. It's just like, oh man, I'm feeling kind of blue. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get mm-hmm. high, and then it's gonna tell me what sort of TV I want to watch. Then I'm gonna watch that TV, and then I'm gonna be high watching TV, and suddenly I probably won't be thinking about that thing anymore. Sometimes I'm powered by pettiness. That that's not not a not an impulse. It's a good look, but I, I'll be real. Sometimes a little bit of pettiness uh, can be converted into a lot of drive. It's great. Yeah. So there you go. Drugs and pettiness. <laughs> yeah. Right uh, I, I, the first thing for me is I just sort of understand that uh, where I am in this world is really fortunate, and I'm just kind of I kind of count my blessings on that level. And then beyond that, just engaging in my hobbies, just like, I really enjoy doing the stuff that I do. So I work to do that and be it just this monitoring and debunking stuff, which I 
don't know why I have the brainworms that I do, but I absolutely have been involved in this stuff for like a long time in my life. Cause well, yeah, I, ever since Flynn came to you with an offer, you couldn't refuse, you know? The, yes, that, that is exactly. I mean, it's, it's, I was just very lucky that as a teenager, I was obsessed with the Kennedy assassination and that led to me being really into conspiracy theories and research and got me into the Illuminati, which led me to the doorstep of Michael Flynn's house, where I then entered that house and was treated to a sumptuous feast. And then a large bag full of money was handed to me so that I could uh, disseminate false information about QAnon on only one topic about QAnon, which is its origins. On every other part of QAnon, I have been nothing but authentic and legitimate. But on who started it, giant sack of money, I won't tell you get fucked. So yeah. So uh, between the Michael Flynn payola and my hobbies, that's mostly how I get for, through life. And also just the fact that when I'm bummed out, it's like, Hey, I got a roof over my head. Things are going pretty well for me on that front. Uh, the people at my job don't seem like they want to fire me anytime soon and I'm good at it. So just like that kind of stuff. Like my, it's it's really like the weird. No one ever knows exactly where life's going to take them and all that kind of stuff. And I did enjoy poker and gambling and that kind of stuff, but I never would have thought that I'm a really good dealer and I understand the rules of poker and I can engage with people in a pleasing way. So I'm a good frontman for a casino, like that kind of stuff. Just never that was never the the vision for young me growing up in life, but that's where I am right now. And it's, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. is basically what I'll say. So that's just my lot in life is acceptable is the best way I can look at it. So that's that. And uh, that brings me to the uh, question of the week as always is what are you guys looking forward to? Spider man, spider man, spider man, spider man. <laughs> Spider-Man for sure, and then uh, the Warhammer Open is happening in Kansas City this weekend, and uh, I have a hobby paint pass, so I just get, uh, for the whole weekend, I get unlimited access to their full line of paints, and I can bring my own minis in, and I just get to paint and uh, check out the hobby and what's going on, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, that um, when when L brought that up, that reminded me. Uh, obviously, the Spider Man movie is coming out because uh, this upcoming uh, month for Marvel Snap, it's all Spider Man cards. It's just Spider Man yeah. all day, every day. And uh, what about his amazing friends? Are they along for the ride? Uh, well, there's like there's they're multi, it's multiverse Spider Man, I believe. And like, there's yeah, like and do, and do any of them have fucking friends? I mean, I, why do, why are you dodging the question, Mike? Iceman ah. is in the game, but Firestar is not. Well, <laughs> seems like a wasted opportunity. And Aunt May's. Aunt May's dog, who was a character in that show, uh, Miss Lion, is not in the game either. So now neither, neither the, is Aunt May. They uh, they, did they say that they're not going to be doing like alternate versions of characters, right? Like a character card just like is its card, and that's yeah. Just sort of, like, so they have how, Spider Man. Then there's Miles Morales. Cold yeah, but you're but you're never going to get like sp- like friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, they or said whatever, they're not going right? to do that. Yeah, it, so it'll always be a different the, card. So, uh, you know, that means that at some point, I mean, don't get me wrong, they've got like a fairly deep roster, but like after a few years, like, are they going to be, they're going to have to be digging pretty deep. I don't know. They've already gotten really fucking deep. We have Stegron and Giganto. Well, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure they just know that they're going to have to dredge up the muck at some point. So they're going to just constantly be dredging up some small amount of muck. 
Yeah. And you're going like, to be getting cards like, oh, shit, it's Maggot. I love Maggot. Look at this guy. Yeah. The, yeah. the newest card released was Living Tribunal. And <laughs> so. Well, hey, Living Tri- the, the Living Tribunal just showed up at uh, that Thor flick. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I did. Yeah. I, or no, it, that it, was Eternity. Yeah. yeah, Eternity, yeah. It made, it made me laugh because every time I see the Living Tribunal, all I can think of is the Living Military Tribunal and just Obama and Hillary kneeling before it because they're about to be sent to get them for, for forever. I, I just love that they they tried to do something like really interesting with Kitty Pride and they could not get it to work no matter what they did. So they just had to completely redo the card and re-release it and gave it to everyone for free because they had to it broke it literally broke the game like made the game crash as they initially released it then they uh took it off the shop for months and then they just gave it to everyone and now it's good but it definitely doesn't do what they initially wanted yeah, so uh, the cards that are coming out are Ghost Spider, Spider Ham, Silk, and Spider Man 2099. Yeah, so they're, I mean, those char- those are separate characters, but they're kind of towing the line with their, we're not going to have uh, separate versions of a card. Dude, I can't, I can't believe it, like, you know, I haven't, I obviously haven't seen the movie yet, uh, and I'm going to be avoiding spoilers until the moment I do see the movie, but... Mm. Uh, going into all the stuff, like based on all the press materials I've seen to the trailers and stuff, still no Supida Man. That seems pretty pretty weird to me. Do they not have the license to Supida Man all of a sudden? Like, they where's said that boy? He was going to be in it, but this is supposed to be a two parter. So. I know. So maybe maybe they're just saving that. Is, is that is that one of the big reveals for the third one? Is that what we're finally going to get Leopard on? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe they dude. He's the he's he's, he's the emissary of hell. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And when he shows uh, up, he better say all the lines. I like he's only <laughs> going to be around for like one of the flicks. I want I want him to say all of the stuff. He didn't start out saying all that. He workshops it for a couple episodes, and then he they get to emissary of hell, and they were like, "Nailed it. We're not changing it." Yeah, but now it's like the established parts I care about. It's like that stupid yeah. Voltron show that sucked because like they did so much stuff right, but they just fumbled the fucking ball. By just not doing the stuff you had to do. Like, you have to say form Blazing Sword. You have to say, I'll form the head. Like, you have to do it. You have to. You can't, you can't yeah. tongue-in-cheek skate around it. You gotta do the thing. Just, even if it's just once. Yeah, it like, only has to be once. Even if you just do it in the first fucking episode, you clown, just do it. <laughs> but when you intentionally go out of your way to do it, it's just like, what, do you think you know better about the fandom than I do? You don't. Like, fuck off. The, the, the whole, I, I, I'm not much for Voltron, but the whole payoff at the end of the fight is they literally say form blazing sword. Like that's how you know it's really on now. You like now Voltron's fucking sick of your shit, and it's time for you to get chopped up. And then that fandom got wildly toxic, and uh, I found out how the show ended. So I've still never watched the last season because I don't need to because the ending blows. So. I can't believe that one of these Netflix animated shows has a toxic fandom. They all seem so yeah. nice. Oh, God. Like every time I hear people talk about how much they love Shira, I'm always just like, "Yeah, you're you're great. Your opinions are great." <laughs> I haven't heard boo <laughs> about the Shira fandom, and she says for the for the honor of Grayskull in not every episode, but most of the time when she transforms. Yeah, the is... people the people doing the He Man stuff seem to get it. I mean, yeah. like like by the power of Grayskull, He Man still has the power. Like that's how that goes down. Like. <laughs> he still says power twice back to back it's pretty funny 
It's always been really awkward. <laughs> it's just like they didn't workshop at all. By the power of Grayskull, I have the power. <laughs> <laughs> just boom. No. It's like, okay, I guess. The yeah. by the power vested in the power of Grayskull, I have the power to power. <laughs> now the power's in my hands. It, it, it it's like that that uh, that urban legend that like Emerald Lagasse got fifty bucks every time he said "bam" and, and that was written into his contract, so he would just constantly say it while he was cooking. It's like maybe that was like their thing. The voice actor was like, every time I say "power," another another twenty dollars. Yeah. So boom, just put that in the script every time you can. Yeah, right. As if, as if they had that person reading in that booth for that more than once. They were just like, we have it. And that's the one clip of that we're using for 140 episodes. <laughs> Transformation, same clip. You better believe it. Here we go. Bingo, bingo, bongo. We're saving mad dough. <laughs> you know, we can save even more money if we just have it transform multiple times every episode. Just go through the same process every time. Yeah, just, remember that remember that one episode that was just like like over half of the runtime was just the transformation because he just couldn't stop going back and forth between Prince Adam and He Man. It was the <laughs> it was the awkward double date episode where it's just like Prince Adam and He Man are taking somebody out on the same date at the same time. Okay, we're in the weeds here. Uh, so I'll uh, I've already said that I'm excited about Spider Man. Mike, what are you excited about? Uh, I am excited about the fact that uh, my beloved Las Vegas Golden Knights are in the Stanley Cup final because <laughs> my beloved Boston Celtics, not so much. They're very bad at basketball and everyone should be ashamed. Well, they were probably never going to make the Stanley Cup final. That would no, really, have been really strange. That would have been very impressive. Man, the, the money you'd win. Oh, yeah. that that No one would have saw that coming. That would have been quite the long shot. But yes. Uh, so uh, sports ball is about to be dead in uh, two weeks because, boy, re- regular season baseball, yuck city. We've covered this before in the pod, but, yeah, it's very bad. So that's all going on. Um, mostly just looking forward to the Stanley Cup Finals and just seeing how uh, just stuff goes forward at Ye old Workstead over the summer because – May is a weird month because like like people got stuff going on. So like this is our slow season when when you're uh, in this industry and uh, as summer moves on, people start flocking to the places that have powerful air conditioning. So we shall see if we uh, <laughs> once again refill our, our casino with more people that no longer are doing dumb things like going outside and enjoying the day and all that stuff. Because now you can't because it's it's 90 degrees and it, and with 80% humidity because welcome to New England, dumb dumbs. So, yeah. And also, this could be my first test research. I could do like a baseline poll of people now and see how Republican they are. And then by the end of August, I can see if they've converted. Because if the weather has actually turned them MAGA or not, as we as we, as we posited earlier in the pod. Maybe, That'd be great. Maybe, they just have like a, like a bright red like melanoma that starts at the center of their head. And then as it's exposed to direct sunlight, it grows into the red baseball cap. <laughs> Junji Ito shit there. Yeah. God. This is my MAGA hole. It's just for me. <laughs> Yo. And uh, on that note, it's time for us to uh, fuck off for the week. So let's squeeze into our predetermined personal perfect fit holes and slide gently into oblivion away from Hellworld for the week. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even harder for free, you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. Tickle the algorithm, 
and let's see if we can get it to giggle on our behalf. If you have money and you want to use it to support the show, you can give it to us by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics, where a donation of $5 or more gets you access to all of our back catalog of bonus content and any bonus content which is put out in the future when we can get our schedules to align. Uh, thank you to all of our beautiful babies who are already supporting the show. Uh, by the way, you can't support for a lower amount if you just want to throw $2 at us to tip your dealer. Uh, that comes with nothing except for a warm uh, handshake digitally, which I am now giving everybody now. There's your digital handshake. It's uh, firm, but soft. Uh, well, that's, that's soft skin there, L. Ah, thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, if you have money and you don't want to donate to a gaggle of jerks like us, you could do some good with it by donating to love146.org. They are an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Unlike our opposition, the people who like QAnon, uh, we actually do decide that we would like to help children in spots like that. So if you have money and you want to do some good with it, love146.org. Thank you, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our theme song. Still no social media for DJ Minimal Effort. What an advanced specimen. Less advanced, but still very supportive of the show, and we appreciate him for it, is our buddy Frosty, who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO, because, again, very unevolved, like a parasite, just like us, which is why you can find our show on Twitter at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. Myself on Twitter at HellworldL, with Hellworld spelled the same way. Sarge at Sergeant Hell. And Mike Rains, of course, at Poker Politics. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by the Enigmatic Sarge, fumbled the bucket right there at the end, and of course, our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, Patriots!